0: in Lightning Puppy Dreams for Kids, Episode 9, The Best Castle Ever. I snuggled in my master's arms, tired from a full day of castle sightseeing. Lightning, Gabe Zanadu, my 11-year-old owner chuckled. You're one tired pup. At three months old, I had lots of energy, at least for a few hours. I climbed up lots of stairs, ran down hallways and through rooms and got lost. Then I ran out of gas. My eyes started to go closed. I snoozed. Through a foggy dream, I found myself being carried across a cobblestone bridge. I yipped at my boy and wiggled I wanted down. Lightning, you're such a squiggle wumpus. Gabe set me down on the cobblestones, which were stones of different sizes, cemented together to make a road. The bridge was made of much larger stones that made short walls on each side. Thunder, the other three-month-old pup, walked next to his master, Alex, who was Gabe's two-year-older brother. I liked my pal because he was a black Great Dane mix. He was taller and stronger than me, but I could outrun him any time. The brochure says this castle was never taken or destroyed. Gabe waved the paper in his hand at his brother. We should spend lots of time exploring. Alex petted thunder on the back. I picked up the smell of food from the other scents of the pine forest that surrounded us, the other visitors that clogged the bridge, and a few other dogs in the area. The dog smells were most interesting. I sniffed the road to track them down. Lightning, come back here. Gabe caught me and cradled me in his arms. If you keep running away, you'll be wearing a leash soon. He set me on the ground. Heel. I followed close to his leg since he was the boss. Across the bridge, we came to the entrance of the castle. It was tall, at least eight stories high, or maybe ten. Birds circled the top towers. Look at those turrets. Alex craned his neck back to see the top. I bet you can see for miles from there. Gabe focused on the pine trees surrounding us. I think it's cool that this castle was built on a hill in the middle of a forest and has a small river that it controls. He jabbed a hand out like a sword and swung it. Get back. This castle is mine. Alex laughed. (laughs) What army will help you defend it? The boy's parents went to a window, paid some money, and we were let into a courtyard. We passed under an archway, which went under one of the stone houses above like walking through a long tunnel. When we came out into the bright sunshine, we climbed some steps and found a large open area. Must be the inner courtyard, Gabe wandered to the right. Think back a couple of hundred years. The place would be swarming with people selling and buying stuff if the owners would have it allowed. Alex kept Thunder under tight control. I imagined the bustling activity back then. And in a second, I stood in the midst of it. Gabe's normal clothes changed into something they wore in the 1600s. Alex's clothes as well. I couldn't see their appearance. Out of the way! A big burly man carrying a heavy sack of something pushed past my master. The bag smelled like corn. What happened? Gabe looked at himself and people surrounding him. We've jumped back in time. Alex scanned the courtyard. We've got to find a way back. Thunder lunged at a snarling dog, streaking toward us from the side. Thunder's loud bark didn't scare the bad dog. I scrambled out of Gabe's arms, dropped to the ground and raced toward the mean dog. He was fully grown, about five times bigger than me, and had a brown coat you must not recognize us. Alex pulled thunder back on his leash. Lightning, come back. My master dodged a little boy trying to get to me. I flew like a fighter pilot, dashing back and forth as the bad dog tried to bite me. His jaws closed on thin air as I danced around him, darting in and out of his reach. I ducked under his fat tummy. He turned around. I came at him from another angle. The dangerous dog didn't stand a chance. In moments, I tangled him up. He fell on his back, scrambled to his feet with bared teeth. Bandit, stop. A tanned youth about the age of my master glided into view. His eyes inspected us. You're not from here. You stand funny, like you're confused. Here, boy. Gabe motioned me to come back. I skirted Bandit and the new boy, keeping the brown dog in my sight until I safely reached my master's side. I don't understand it, Gabe said, but one minute we were looking at this castle as a tourist attraction, and now we're in the same place, but in the past. Time travelers, the boy smiled, not the first time. What year is it, Alex asked. The year of our Lord is 1615. The young boy said, How can we understand you? Gabe gawked at the crowd around us that ebbed and flowed like the surf at a beach. Aren't you speaking German? You're right. The boy swept his arm around in a circle. But if all this is time travel or your imagination, it makes sense that you speak my language. Bandit, bored by the conversation, came over to sniff Thunder and me. We both gave him a good sniffing as well. I yipped at him. When he didn't move, I nipped at his jaw. He backed up and laid down in front of me by his master. He knew I was in charge. A clatter of hooves sounded outside the courtyard, getting louder each second. Make way, a man called from the window above us. A knight is coming. The clatter rose to a thunderous sound as the knight rode through the archway into the courtyard. He rode the horse up the steps into the main cleared area. The crowds parted like water being pushed back on both sides. The man in the armor pulled back on his horse's reins, stopping him in the middle of the area. He lifted his helmet off his head. I need the mayor. The knight's deep voice broke through the murmuring of the crowd. A woman leaned out the window, searching the crowd. Philip, go find your father. That's me. The boy who owned Bandit sighed, got to run. Philip and Bandit weaved through the crowd toward a building, and they took a door and disappeared. I'm not letting him get away. Gabe tugged on his brother's arm. Let's go. My master tracked Philip, bumping into people, passing people cooking food, making clothes, and selling jewels, pots and pans, knives, swords, Armor and chairs. We zipped past kids playing games and darted into the door Philip took. Inside the building, Gabe stopped. Which way did he go? Alex shrugged. You got me. I have no idea. Thunder and I could definitely smell which direction they went. I shot to the right, down a hallway, and up a flight of stairs. Wait for us, Gabe said. I checked over my shoulder to make sure the boys weren't too far behind. After going up ten flights of stairs, I stopped. My little heart beat like a rapid-fire drummer pounding on his cymbals. I let my tongue hang out. You're panting, Gabe leaned against the wall, catching his breath. We're all panting. Alex bent over a little, stroking Thunder's back. We need more exercise. Down the hall. Something metal crashed to the floor. Be careful, bandit, Philip yelled. A bald-headed man strode into the hallway. Where is he at? The night's in the middle of the courtyard. Philip scrambled out of the room into the hallway, Bandit on his heels. The boy pointed out the window. It's too high to talk from here. Tell him to meet me in my office. The bald man faced the other way and strode off. Philip saw us looking at him. He's my father, the mayor of Berg Elts. You mean Eltz Castle, Gabe said. It's complicated. Philip dashed past us, yelling an explanation as he jumped down the stairs, two or three at a time. Three families own parts of the castle. The tiny village outside the walls... And down the hill, work to support the castle. The mayor controls the families and the village, deciding what agreements to make between the city and the state governments. He is considered a free knight. Your dad wasn't dressed like a knight downstairs. Alex and Thunder clomped down behind us. Philip laughed. <laughs> The armor is only for protection when riding or going into battle. He reached the ground floor. Sometimes they wear it for ceremony. He disappeared outside. I think I'm going to lose weight. Gabe chased Philip and bandit. We burst outside as Philip finished telling the knight what to do. The knight's horse clip clopped to a wooden railing. A servant tied the horse's reins to the railing. Someone brought wooden steps and placed them beside the horse. The knight descended the stairs, stomped toward a door on the other side of the courtyard, and disappeared. The meeting will take a while, Philip grinned. Let me show you the place. Philip and Bandit zoomed out from the courtyard, across the bridge, and down the hill into the village. I didn't even think of waiting. I soared over the cobblestones, hot on the heels of Bandit. Thunder? Alex and Gabe struggled struggled to keep up with me. The village had lots of interesting places. We passed a tavern, a store, a school, a clothing store, an eating place, and a butcher. I stopped, sniffed around, and went inside. Bandit and Thunder followed me. The boys seemed to be having so much fun talking that they kept on walking down the dirt path. They didn't even notice we were gone. Not only did I smell meat, but I smelled cats. Get out of my shop! A woman with a broom swept us out the door. I didn't growl or bark because she owned the place and my boy wasn't there to object to being thrown out of the store. Bandit barked at me and wagged his tail. I yipped back. Apparently, he had a good idea and wanted us to follow. Thunder and I stayed glued to him as we worked our way through piles of wood and stone between the buildings and made it to the back of the butcher shop. Several dogs lay waiting for something. Bandits sniffed, licked noses, and stepped on and around other dogs to say hello. When Thunder and I did the same thing, a few dogs growled, one snarled, and several others left. In a matter of minutes, a man with a big belly walked outside. He threw bits of meat out to each of us so that we could eat it, eat even Thunder and me. I grabbed my treat, lay down next to Bandit, and chewed away. Better than a doggy treat or a chew toy. Lightning quit chewing on my shirt. Gabe woke me up, holding a soggy part of his untucked shirt in the air. You acted like it was the best treat you ever had. I licked his hand. It was. It was like the meat in the butcher shop. It was the best treat ever. I hope you've enjoyed the ninth episode of the Thunder and Lightning Puppy Dreams for Kids podcast. You can subscribe to Aaron Zook's channel to follow the Puppy Dream series and tell your friends about these terrific podcasts. Aaron M. Zook Jr. is the creator of the Thunder and Lightning Young Adult Mystery Adventure series for fourth grade students and above. You can find Aaron Zook's books on his website, zookbooks.org, or at boldvisionbooks.com. That's B O L D V I S I O N B O O K S.com. And prepare yourself for next Friday's release of the final first season's episode. Episode number 10, Space Camp.